Hey everybody, Adam here again with my friend, James. Welcome. And we are in a You Got a Friend in Me series, and we're going to be talking about peer-to-peer friendships. And uh, so for James, the reason he's here is, well, number one, I consider you a friend of mine. And, Thank you. And I really enjoy our conversations, you know. We, we don't do day-to-day life together. Um, but anytime we're up here, I love just spending time with you. Uh, like we said a few weeks ago, just sitting by a fire, you know, usually outside by the beach at your parents' place or sitting on your couch, you know, we just have great kingdom conversations and, um, you've been super generous, generous towards our family. Uh, I know you guys love us. And so I consider you a friend, you know? Um, so here we are. And I just want to unpack some of the wisdom that God has given you on your peer-to-peer friendships um, and see if you can't just deposit some wisdom for us and help us, help shape us, help form us in our own relationships. The city's a crazy place and you guys out here um, just seem to have a special something that we're missing in the city. And so hopefully we get a little piece of that from you. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I threw at you a whole bunch yeah. of Bible verses. Yeah. And uh, why don't you start with one of those and just whatever the Lord was stirring up in your heart uh, on the topic of friendship, peer-to-peer friendships. Um, why don't you just start giving that to us? Yeah. And actually, you just reminded me, we were supposed to have a, a fireside chat last week, but I declined. Aha. Uh-huh. <laughs> because I didn't, I, I, I knew I shouldn't. I knew if we started at 9 p.m. that it would be 3 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> that usually happens, yeah. And, uh, mm. but you, you still want to do this friendship. Yeah. Even after I, I Even though you rejected no. me. Yeah. <laughs> Broke my heart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, well, the first one you gave me was Proverbs 17, 17. So I had a look at it. It says... A friend loves at all times. Yep. And a brother is born for adversity. So some of these proverbs, I tell you, they really make you think. (laughs) Now, the one thing that comes to mind is what does it mean that a brother is born adversity and how is that in the context of a friend loves at all times to me I believe if you go back to the first brothers Mm. was Cain and Abel oh we're gonna get into this let's do it and I mean you might have something all I was gonna say was there was a feud yeah yeah and there is, and I've noticed this. So we, we can talk about guys and we can talk about girls. I'm a guy. I can't really talk about girls. I do observe some of how women do friendships. I have been married long enough where I have a little bit of, I think I can say a little bit about how they do friendships. Right. But for guys, um, there is... Uh, competition. <laughs> yeah. There is a kind of truck you drive. Totally. 
Oh, right? you, oh, you got a six point buck. I got a nine point buck. Sure. They go hunting up here, guys. Yeah. There's literally bear skin on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's, there's constant uh, competition and a spiritual father of mine once said, he goes, um, brothers spar. That's what brothers do. They spar. Mm. And I'm a father of four boys. And for the life of me, they don't, I can't they don't fight at all, right? figure out why they're fighting continually <laughs> after I tell them to stop. Yeah. Stop <laughs> fighting. Okay, dad. Yeah. <laughs> there was one time, before I go on this rabbit trail, I'm, I'm talking about there is competition constantly. It's, it's part of our sinful nature. It will come up. Mm. There is sparring. There's, I'm a better preacher than you. I can understand the Bible better than you. Am I good enough? Am I better? All mm -hmm. this kind of stuff. It just mm -hmm. trickles. Yeah, and there's, and there's part of it that's like healthy, where it's like, I want to know my limits. I want to yeah. know your limit. Like if, we're, if we were to yeah. wrestle, like play fight, yeah. you know, it's like, oh, especially when you're young and you're yeah. kids, it's like you're testing the limits. What are the boundaries you're exploring? Yeah. You know, and that's like, okay, and healthy and good. But it's what you, when you put it in the point of like, uh, how is my value compared to you? Yeah. Am I as valuable as you? Yeah. Are you as valuable as me? That's I think that's where it gets. To. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So there's this competition constantly. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, if we talk about women, I mean, women should be talking about it up here. So I feel a little insecure, but I see them on their Instagram accounts. Specifically, like, let's target young moms. Because I've been married to a young mom. And I've seen them like almost brag how they're such a good mom because they bought these type of diapers. Right, right. Or these type of clothes. So just a different kind of. Or they clean their sparring. house with this material because that's what a good mom does. Right, right. And there's this guilt stuff that goes on, this competitive stuff that oozes out. And then, and then they get cliquey. Right. You got cliques running around everywhere. Yeah, I'm with the moms who do all organic. Christian and all mom cliques. Sure, yeah. Or I'm the Pinterest mom, my house looks perfect, and I have these <laughs> for, stuff for every season, or I don't know, whatever, yeah. There's probably Christian dad cliques, too. Of course. So I'm not picking yeah. on the moms, but this yeah. needs to be talked, that stuff needs to be talked about, because competition destroys friendship. Mm. That's what it says in Proverbs. A friend loves at all times. Right. Now, you want to talk about brothers. We can use Cain and Abel example. There's other examples in the Bible. I got four boys, and I was telling you that I couldn't for the life of me figure out how the two of them stopped fighting. <laughs> yeah. So I said, I'm going to get creative here. And I said, all right. You guys want to fight? Let's fight. I will let you fight. Okay, go at it. So they go at it. Fist flying, you know, wrestling. And yeah. This one's on top of this one. This is descriptive, not prescriptive, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Whether you yeah. should or should yeah. not do this is up to you, so I your did. family. Yeah, did it. Let's do it again. One's trying to beat the other. One's trying to beat the other. Yeah. I said, do it again. Till they go, no. He's my brother, Dad. Mm. Okay. So I've used to come back to that as an example. That was a few years ago. 
And I said, do you want me to put you guys in a ring? He's my brother, dad. He's my brother, dad. Yeah. You know? And if we could stay there. Um, I got brothers. Um, I got close friends. And one way to protect the friendship is to not allow competitive uh, uh, or or competitive thoughts or envy or jealousy to enter into the friendship. Mm -hmm. And this would lead to what is a friend? How do I get friends? Mm -hmm. And how come I don't have any friends? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. not leading. You're supposed to ask me the question. No, that was great. <laughs> so how do we do that? Great questions, James. What do you think? <laughs> yeah. Which one? Yeah. Which one of the questions? How well, come I don't have any friends? Uh, sure. I mean, you downstairs, you had a great, um, a great one line. I don't know if you remember exactly about like, yeah, how do I get friends? And you said something. I can't remember exactly how you said it. Do you remember? Yeah, because you, you told me it was a great tweet. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know what it is either. <laughs> um, it was something to do with uh, being, being a friend is not about what you get from somebody, right? And it's like oftentimes we look out at our relationships or we mourn or grieve in our relationships because we feel like some kind of expectation is not being met. That In that, it's like, I'm not getting from you what I need. Um, it was something around that dynamic. Yeah, if, if you're, you, the, the definition of, uh, of friendship is really determined on how we are as a friend, not whether we are receiving a friend. Right. In other words, we can have, if we wanted to, as many friends as we wanted to. Mm -hmm. Immediately, we're always going to um, an expectation on an other person on how they should treat us. But a, f a friend is about being a friend. Yeah. Jesus said. Yeah, right here. Well, a friend loves at all times. All so, times. And, you know, we were saying, well, what is, we, we were talking about what is love earlier, right? And I said, for me, I think a good definition to keep in my mind is love is the intentional action I choose to take in order to get closer to you. You know, it's like I'm constantly choosing actions in my my life that move me closer to you. To me, that's love. It's not like a feeling of something that I get on the inside because you did something to me. Love is me choosing to come into you. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Like we, we, we can't continually stay in the mindset that I, I don't have any friends. Hmm. Why is that? Cause, cause there's a lot of people who would probably, if they sat back and if they thought about their life, they might, they might say, and I was with a room full of people that I, I love dearly this summer who, you know, they, it came to a realization where there, a lot of them were like, oh man, like I'm really struggling in this area. You know, 
And so how, yeah. how should we conceptualize this? Because it's very I, real. It is real. So practically, people might be thinking that, you know, well, I don't, I don't get, I just, I just don't get along with everybody. Right. So there, I think there is a solution for that. Hmm. But the value system of your definition of a friend has to come first. Hmm. We are the friend. I am the friend. I can be a friend. Hmm. You want to learn how to be a friend? They don't make these anymore, but there's a phone book. <laughs> this is how simple it is, a phone book. <laughs> Pick somebody. Yep. Find out where they live and start right. giving. Right. Start loving. That's intentional action that I choose to take yeah. to move closer to you. I yes. chose to open a phone book. I, yeah. I chose to yeah. scroll yeah. to your name on my contact <laughs> list. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Probably more realistic. And I chose to call you. Yeah. And I chose to make myself known and even my desire known that I want to engage with you or something, Correct. right? Yeah. So then once you've learned that value system, now mm-hmm. they go, well, I don't connect with all those people in the phone book. They're maybe it's just not working, you know, where there's a, a growth happening. Um. So then let's look at Jesus. How many friends did he have? Really? Yeah, right. Right. And then we were taught he, so 12 minus one, but he was a friend of 12, but he maybe only received from 11 right. or something. And then, uh, you know, there were some that were closer than others. Yeah. Yeah. He, even Jesus had his, his inner circle of three. Yeah. yeah. And in, in John chapter 15, he says, um, Basically, I, I am the friend. Mm-hmm. There's no greater love than one who lays down his life for his friend. And you are my friends. Mm-hmm. Calls us all friends. And, so, I, and if he calls us all friends, come on. can you tell me that all the people that Jesus calls friends, you, me, in John chapter 15, are reciprocating that relationship 24-7? Right. If anybody has an excuse to play victim of not receiving love from their friends... Watch out, here he goes. ...is Jesus himself. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's powerful, man. Yeah. There is not one excuse for anybody when we look at that to say, where is my friends? Mm-hmm. Let's talk about loneliness then. We can address that. Sure. Or let's talk about selfishness or not your needs not being met. But don't say you don't have friends. Friends is defined by how you operate to somebody else. Mm. Like you said. Jesus had, you know, 11 closest close ones. He had 12. And in John chapter 17, he says, he's praying to the Father and he says, Father, I have not lost any that you have given me mm. except for the son of perdition. I read that and I go, the father gave Jesus 12, 11. Right. If I understand that being a friend is defined by what I give to someone else and not what I receive, I can then ask the Father, 
who have you sent to me? Wow. Yeah. That I can steward a relationship with. Mm. Because this is about uh, friendships coming together and like every other relationship is to exemplify uh, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit exemplify the glory of the Lord. And that's what friendship does. Mm-hmm. Real friendship is meant for to take us to where God wants us to go. It's about development and, and harmony. We are a fellowship. Love one another, love one another, love one another, love one another. Yeah. I mean, that's in our John 15 passage for the year at the very end, right. so that you would love one another. Yeah. Yeah. Talk to me about um, that stewardship piece. I mean, uh, I, what I was reminded of when you were talking about that was um, this kingdom dynamic of he who is faithful with a little is given much. And if you're talking about starting a starting point for somebody who may be uh, feeling lonely or feeling like they don't have many friends or they're kind of like, ah, you know, navigating this tension, where do I start? Like, am I waiting for someone to come to me? You're maybe saying, hey, you could make the intentional choice to go out. And maybe if you're if you're faithful with a little that's right in front of you right now, um, we may find that much is given to us mm-hmm. and that fruit is born out of that, that you couldn't even possibly imagine even. Um, what do you think about that? So practical uh, advice on maybe how to initiate a relationship Sure. With another person. And practical for this generation, like not like phone book. <laughs> oh, I would say, well, yeah, exactly. But I, I'm not sure if it would necessarily work with text messages and social media and, and Facebook. So, so what are you saying there? Uh, I'm saying do something that you've never done before. Get exploratory. Mm. Um. Just You're right, because maybe take the subway to somebody's house. Right. Instead of driving. Find mm-hmm. out what they're doing. Yeah. And just say, can I do it with you? Nice. Um, it's weird and awkward, isn't it? That's <laughs> just totally. You invite yourself over. <laughs> well, there's that. <laughs> but even just maybe hanging out. I mean, it depends on the pace of life and the, and which culture and the community that you're yeah. part of. But. Yeah, what you just said, like, hey, obviously the social media dynamic, like, though once in a while that may be a good tool for something, it can't be. It's obviously not working for our culture right now. Like, loneliness is at an all-time high. Mm -hmm. You can look at those stats. Uh, Stats Canada did some studies on that. We talked about it um, in our Big City Big Question video that, like, it's something like youth age 15 to 24, uh, something like 25% of them said they always or frequently feel lonely, right? So those, those stats are out there. Those studies have been done. Um, but this verse maybe even speaks to a little piece of that. The Proverbs 18, 24, a man of many companions may come to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Um, it's like, if you just pick one, mm-hmm. and if we don't worry about mm-hmm. being friends with everyone, you know, like, cause on Facebook, you have friends. Yeah. Instagram, Twitter, or whatever, you have yeah. followers, you know? Yeah. Um, but this says we don't need to have a thousand friends on Facebook. But no. you can have 12 friends or maybe even yeah. just one. And you may find that um, 
they surpass all even like any expectation you may have had yeah closer even than a familial bond of a brother yeah you know um, yeah so that's awesome yeah 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 i don't think it's possible to have too many friends by that definition right you would be a full-time hanger outer with a lot of people <laughs> yeah. yeah you better make a living like playing video games or something yeah or hunting <laughs> yeah you know <clears throat> yeah um what, do, what would you say to somebody if they feel like they're in a like a their friendships are being strained like they're just going through a tough season there's maybe a rub with like a very important friendship um and uh yeah how how should someone navigate that how should someone even conceptualize that like what's going on why are we getting along what's you know what can i do or you know and there's the insecurity starting to set in or maybe even fear of like what if i lose this person or um uh or or even a type of mentality where it's like i'll just chop them off like they're not they're not bringing in the best fruit in my life or what, what, what do you think about this kind of stuff to me, you, it goes back to you have to know who you're called to and who's been brought to you. Mm. There, are, there are friends that I would consider friends that maybe I haven't talked to as much as I, it would be assumed that I should if I'm a good friend for whatever reason. Right. Um, however, I haven't. There are also seasons. Um, but what you want to do, there's a scripture, it's called catch, uh, catch all, those, all the little foxes that spoil the vineyard. Yeah, yeah. I think it's yeah. in Songs Song of Songs. Song. Yeah. And you want to keep, keep, a, keep a close eye on any divisive things between the relationship. Mm. Sometimes you just don't need to hang out with that person. Right. Like, don't overcomplicate it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But if God's asked you to be a part of that person's life, and there's a there's a, a bond, a spiritual bond, because you're the body together and you're meant to grow together and you're meant to do life together and you're meant to you're meant to move forward together and you're meant to be hold each other accountable to growth, then there needs to be initiative. Mm. And there needs to be action. You just sit sit at home and pray for them and you can't just send them Instagram messages. Yeah, thoughts and prayers. Yeah. 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 Um, and that's one of those verses I sent to you is Galatians 6 2, right? It's like carry one another's burdens. Yeah. That's like a very real part. That's a very practical way. You know, maybe there's you're feeling this rub with a friend. Um, because there may be just there's something beyond what you can see in their life right now. Maybe they have some kind of burden. If you can figure out how to get in there and help them carry that, mm-hmm. you know, maybe they, they would lessen that rub or that tension or whatever's going on. And instead of saying like, oh, I need to cut them out of my life because they're being toxic towards me. It's like maybe you can figure out what burden they're carrying. Mm-hmm. Maybe they don't even realize it. Mm-hmm. And if you help them carry it, mm-hmm. you know, then that's like an action you could take in that situation. But this, what you said about divisiveness and the little foxes um, is Proverbs sixteen twenty eight. A dishonest man spreads strife and a whisperer separates close friends, right? So we need to be careful about what we say, how we talk, talk about other people, 
or even like if we are in a situation where oh, there's starting to be a little bit of rub here, like what's the right way to deal with that? It's like, be careful what you say in the whispers of the night and be careful who you say it to, you know? The closer you get to people, the more you see all their, all their crap. <laughs> yeah. you, you're a married couple and you hang out with a married couple. You see how they do marriage and what you don't like about it and what you, what you, don't, what you don't think is right about it. You see how they parent their children, and you don't like how they see how they parent their children. You start making a checklist of all these things. Make all these because the spirit of competition gets in. And you're yeah. like, I, 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 I wouldn't do it that way, and they don't, you know. And then you whisper it to somebody, and they do it like that. And all of a sudden, you're digging for dirt instead of digging for gold. Ooh, is that a Twitter one? <laughs> <laughs> that's a tweetable count it <laughs> that's plagiarized that's an oldie goldie <laughs> yeah yeah digging for dirt instead of digging for gold yeah that came out of one of these i bet right somewhere yeah there's one of the one of the scriptures you yeah. have to the the closer you get to friends the more you you see all their flaws and you see all their struggles mm-hmm. and when a friend is when a, when a brother or sister in Christ is, has a safe enough friendship where they can see you for who you really are, flaws and no flaws, mm-hmm. or flaws and all your, you know, whatever, and then you still grow towards Jesus together, open and transparent. Mm-hmm. This, this is the goal. Yeah. This is called unity starting to happen. Mm. walls are going down Sep- the the competition is gone mm-hmm. the pointing a finger at other people's flaws is, dissipates yeah you're loving somebody for their quirks <laughs> for yeah. their flaws yeah and you know i think sometimes and this would go back to our first conversation sometimes christians think their job in a friendship is to poke out people's struggles to help them through it Mm. how about just love them and ask them about what what their kingdom purpose is and pursue them towards the kingdom action right right instead of helping them concentrate on their flaws again that's kind of going backwards right i'm not saying don't get help somebody get through their struggles i'm saying be careful what the concentration is as it can it can uh bring division in the relationship and not create a safe place right when you're with your when you're a father having kids you're not pointing out their flaws all the time you you want to preserve the relationship Mm. by creating safe environments for them to talk to you about anything right why would we not do that in our friendships yeah it's not hey buddy how's your pornography addiction it's hey buddy How's it going? Can we hang out? Right. You know, there's yeah. a big difference there. Especially <laughs> like leading from the front with that. Yeah. It's like, oh, we just met up. But first things first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause that can be. And How's your struggles? Yeah. Are you going through a rough time? Right. Tell me about it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Let's concentrate. Let's do something fun. Right. Let's build this thing. Yeah. And that's probably a good healing word for our community you know we tried to make some intentional shifts towards being much better at discipleship you know and in that we uh and i know this is for me like this happened for me and there's probably some effects from that out there in our community and uh and i have to 
and we'll have to make amends for those things. And we're in the process as a community of healing through uh, probably an extended season of time where that may have been the dynamic between a lot, a lot of people. And uh, so that's just a great word for us as Trinity Life to, to notice that dynamic, you know, because we, we want to see people lifted out of that stuff. Like we don't want to see our friends stuck in a pornography addiction, right? Um, but what you're saying is, if we can, if we can uh, pay attention to what the priority really should be, um, and we maybe start in a different place, we'll see that other thing happen if oh, yeah. we make the relationship come first. Yeah. Right. Um, the goal is to celebrate people's uniqueness. Mm. It's to celebrate personality differences. Celebrate their what they're good at. Right. You know. You create safe places for people to to grow in their in their giftings, and all of a sudden the quiet person is chatty, and you never knew that because you created <laughs> a safe place, you know? Right. Yes. Either some insecurities <laughs> fell down, or yeah, or other people made space for them, and they weren't expecting that, and they found a great joy in that. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, that's sweet. Um, any? I mean, this has been good already. We probably don't need to push it too much further, but is there any other final thoughts that if we close today, you'll be like, shoot, I wish I said that. Yeah. You know, friendship, uh, relationships, uh, fathers, mothers, sons, family dynamics. Um, what happens when we seek these sorts of uh, value systems? where uh, what'll happen is the, the Christianese, the performance orientation, the orphan heart, the, mm. um, you're creating safety for the body of Christ to thrive in relationships. When all these values start to take place, um, as a community, you begin to see people for who they are, who God's called them to be, and it gives room for the Holy Spirit to start building the hearts together. Mm-hmm. And, and you're heading towards real community right. where, you're, you're, where it says knit, knit together in brotherly love. Mm-hmm. We can't really do that. God knits us together. Mm-hmm. That's the fabric. It's a fabric. That's the, that fabric is the container of the Holy Spirit working in and through us. That is the body. Mm. It's not the building, you know that, the church and all that kind of stuff. The body is the temple of the Holy Spirit and mm-hmm. we're being knit together by, by him. And that's, that's what you're going for when you talk about all yeah. this stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that may, is that our Ecclesiastes passage? Um, I don't know. The three chord... Three chord strand, Ecclesiastes four nine to ten, um, talking about fabric. Uh, Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their toil. For if they fall, one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him who is alone when he falls and has not another to lift him up. Right, um, and somewhere in here, close to this probably is the three chord strand. Right, it's like two, uh, 
two is good, but three is better because they, it's not easily broken, you know? But even two, like just not being alone, man, when you fall, like you, you will be lifted up and, uh, and you're so knitted together that it's like, you can't, you know, those Chinese finger traps. <laughs> That's right. Yes. You can't get it out. Right. When That's you're, right. when you're knit together like <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. Those are the best. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or you be like whoever falls for this and then you stick your fingers in you're like right. i just fell for it <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, man that's good well hey thanks for thanks for depositing into us again um and for everyone out there i hope there was just one thing that maybe the spirit was stirring up in you and now we're going to go into a time like we usually do like at my house you know we're all going to have a meal together and then we're going to split into smaller groups and really dig into some of that and just share about how that's been going in our lives and um, just help carry those things together. And so I hope that's fun and fruitful for you guys. Thank you, James, for depositing into us. And I hope that that seed grows into something beautiful in our community and we can really um, capture a piece of what God wants to do in us all this year. And so if you could do me one last favor and just pray for us, that'd be amazing. Sure. Well, Father, thank you for being so good to us. Thank you for your grace and thank you for what you're doing in our hearts. Father, we, I pray for the spirit of understanding that you would, um, that you would give it to us to help us understand how you view friendship and relationships. Thank you for the body. Thank you for what you're doing in our hearts. Bless Adam and Emily and the girls and this whole body of believers. Father, we thank you for them. We ask that you protect them, knit them together, uh, create a sense of community and wholeness and brotherly love and sisterly love. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen.